how do I just go purely viral and drive, you know, massive numbers? Facebook is typically the best platform to do that. That is where you can see people generating 100 million views on a video or 50 million in some cases, a few hundred million views because of that shareability that's built into it. This is episode number 31 with Brandon Kane. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nagy, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. I'm excited to announce that today's episode is brought to you by Podcasters Paradise. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary, and changemaker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility, and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you answer this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison Research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. Since I started podcasting, I knew I needed to invest in myself, learn more about podcasting, and surround myself with the best minds in the podcasting industry. This is how I became part of the number one online community for podcasters called Podcasters Paradise, created by John Lee Dumas, founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, one of the most successful top-ranked and award-winning podcasts. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility, and scale your impact and business, I highly recommend checking out Podcasters Paradise at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash paradise. You can also find the links on our show notes page at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash podcast. If you have any questions after checking out the Podcasters Paradise page, or you want to know more about my incredibly positive experiences with Podcasters Paradise, shoot me an email at tibor at mindsethorizon.com or DM me on Instagram at tibor.mindsethorizon. I'm very much looking forward to hearing from you. And so without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is Brandon Kane, business strategist, keynote speaker, and the author of the book, One Million Followers. In today's episode, Brandon and I talk about how to build a massive social following in a short period of time, where we deconstruct some of Brandon's strategies he used to build one million followers in 30 days. We talk about his three steps process, hypothesize, test, and pivot, which platforms to use to go viral, the most important things to know about social media platforms, content formats, defining your audience, and what kind of mindset to cultivate to follow through on your big, hairy, audacious goals with social media. And so now a couple of words about today's guest. Brandon Kane is a business and digital strategist for Fortune 500 corporations, brands, and celebrities, and the author of the book, One Million Followers, How I Built a Massive Social Following in 30 Days. 
He thrives on helping his clients systematically find and engage new audiences that reward relevant content, products, and services with their attention and spend. Brandon's greatest strength is unlocking value. He transforms complexity into simplicity with tools and methods that amplify growth and enable execution. Starting his career at Lakeshore Entertainment, Brandon oversaw all the aspects of their interactive media strategy. He worked on 16 films that generated a worldwide gross of $685 million and pioneered the first ever influencer campaign to effectively promote Lakeshore's movies. Brandon went on to build applications and platforms for celebrity clients such as Taylor Swift, Rihanna, Exhibit, Charles Barkley, Michael Strahan, supermodel Adriana Lima, and pro skateboarder Ryan Sheckler. He also served as vice president of digital for Paramount Pictures and helped scale one of the largest social optimization firms in the world that works with brands such as Disney, Fox, NBC, Netflix, Xbox, LinkedIn, and many notable Fortune 100 companies. And so guys, without any further ado, let's bring on today's guest. Hi, Brandon, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm honored and excited to have this conversation with you today about how to build a massive social following in a short period of time. So you're the author of the book, One Million Followers, How I Built a Massive Social Following in 30 Days. And you're a business strategist for Fortune 500 corporations, brands, and celebrities. You work with some incredible people, such as Taylor Swift, Rihanna, and pro skateboarder Ryan Sheckler, just to name a few. I read the book, and I must confess that it totally expanded my horizons around the possibilities with social media. So I've been trying to leverage social media because of the podcast, but the book was incredible. So I highly recommend people checking out the book. It's again, 1 Million Followers, How I Built a Massive Social Following in 30 Days by Brandon Kane. And I want to start this conversation with your story and uh, just talk to us a little bit more about the mission and the why behind building 1 million followers in 30 days. Well, you you hit it on the head in, in terms of that word why. And it's one of the things that I always work with people, whether I'm you know running a workshop or a strategy day for a client, is why do you want to grow a social following? What's the purpose behind that? Because I think that most of us get into it and just determine that you want to build a large number of social followers, but you're not, not really understanding what the purpose of doing it is, where your return on investment is going to come from, or how it's going to drive your business forward or help you achieve your goals in a shorter period of time. So for me, the why was very clear. I knew I could do it because I had spent about three and a half years developing the systems uh, that are outlined in the book. It was a, It was just a matter of why would I do it? Like, what's the what's the purpose behind it? And I knew that it was a very strong hook that I ran by a big literary agent. And I said, hey, listen, I'm thinking about doing this experiment. If I do this, would you represent me? And do you think it's could be a potential to get a publishing deal? And he said, yes. And from there, I decided to do it because my vision was is to leverage the, the book deal to get more speaking opportunities, to get more press opportunities, because my passion is really teaching people and inspiring people uh, to pursue their career goals and, and dreams. 
So that was the real reason that I went off on this uh, experiment and, you know, have started building a lot of interest around the subject matter uh, to help people leverage social media to hit their career goals and aspirations. Wow, it's amazing. I think the the why is is really, really important. And um, you talk about it a lot, like you have to know your why, why you want to build that social following, which is which is which is a great question and i ask myself too why do i want to build a social following and it's mainly because of the listener so i want to build this uh audience for the podcast so that's why i was you know trying my best to leverage social media and i was amazed you know by your system so i'm going to implement that that's for sure and i really recommend people you know just check out the book and uh, you talk about a three step process in the book right so which is hypothesize test and pivot so just would you talk to us a little bit more about this system that you used to build this massive social following sure over the course of about a three and a half year span when i was doing work for some celebrity clients and and corporations i i had some pretty audacious goals that i had to hit uh, for them and what I've just realized, and this is nothing new. People have probably heard it before uh, with other businesses, and it holds, it holds true to being successful with anything, is the only way that you truly learn how to be successful is going through a process of testing and figuring out what doesn't work in order, in order to get to the answer of what does work. And what I tell people is that I am definitely not the smartest person in the room, but I will out-test anybody. And that's where this three-step process came into, into being. And it's very simple in that you set a hypothesis for what, what, is your, what is your specific goal. If it's generating a follower, it's generating a click, generating a lead, generating a sale, whatever it is, you then set the hypothesis of, okay, what is the content, the message, the format theme or, theme or tone that I feel is going to get my intended audience to perform that specific action? And then once you have that hypothesis set, you move into the testing phase where you create a low-cost proof of concept that matches that hypothesis. And when I mean low-cost, I mean low-cost. I don't want you spending too much time or too much money in any specific direction until it has been proven. And this is one of the things that uh, people make mistake, whether it's an individual starting out from scratch or even huge brands or corporations, is they invest too much time into a specific direction without it being proven. Uh, because what you really want to do is you want to get it out into the market and see if it yields the result that you're looking for. And then in that third step, you're measuring the results of that test. Did it? Did that hypothesis hold true? Uh, if it didn't, then you start the process all over again. You set a new hypothesis, you test and you pivot. And you do that over and over again until you find something that generates the result that you're looking for. And then you see if you can scale it. So it's a very simple three-step process, hypothesis, test, and pivot. And the reason it's only three steps and the reason it sounds so simple is because it is uh, simple, but the the hard part is just you keep testing until you find the answer. Because most people, what they'll do, even if they follow this process, maybe they run two or three cycles of it and then they don't find the answer and they quit. Versus us, we'll run hundreds or some cases thousands of these tests until we find the answer. And that's really the key to success with social media and the key to success with anything is that you just don't give up. 
You just keep testing. And if you keep testing, you will find the answer ultimately. And that's where we've had a tremendous amount of success and continue to have successes because that's the the mentality that we adopt in anything that we tackle. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really incredible and a really great system that I'm going to implement because I can tell you for sure, and I think a lot of people do that, that they push content on social media, but they don't really test the content and they don't really you know, analyze the results, which is really important. And I must confess, I haven't done that. So this is a really great system to put in place. That's for sure. So what did you actually use to run this system? Well, the, so there's the initial case study I ran, I did it on Facebook and the platform that I used is the Facebook and Instagram advertising platform. And most people use, use it as a media buying tool, but I actually use it as a market research tool because it's probably one of the most powerful tools on the planet in that you can you know, segment your audiences, you can segment your content and test it so many different ways. You can take literally one piece of content and test it a hundred different ways. And that test will only take you like 30 or 40 minutes to set up and you can start getting data back in real time. So the way that we leverage that platform is it, gives us uh, intelligence that fuels both our short and long-term content strategy uh, for, again, a a specific goal or action. And the process that we use and that I've broken down in the book, and I just broke down, it can be used for anything. This is not just about follow-up growth. It it can be about revenue generation, lead generation, uh, click-throughs, virality, whatever it is. Uh, But we, we built it on the initial set of tests on top of that platform Uh, because of its power of being able to segment these tests and rapidly iterate and rapidly learn and get data back in real time to inform our decisions going forward. Now, when we were tackling uh, the Instagram platform uh, for for follower growth and generating a million followers on Instagram, it's a bit different. Uh, And the, the way that we approach that and the way that we've seen drive uh, tremendous growth is syndicating content on, onto other accounts and other channels and driving it back to your channel. And the system that we devised for that is we have one partner that has about 4 million followers. And what we do is we rapidly iterate and, and test on his account where he's uh, posting organically different types of uh, formats and themes and stories to see what the cor- correlative response is to drive traffic back to our account to get somebody to follow. And once we have a winning variation there, then we have a network of of 12 to 15 other accounts that we can syndicate out that winning variation there to drive that traffic back. Uh, so that's for those two platforms, the way that that we've um, managed to grow very quickly. Yeah. And uh, let's focus on Facebook for a moment. And uh, just to be a little bit more specific, for example, you mentioned the audience. So when it comes to the target audience, what can people do to define it in a better way, because they might have something in mind. So they might have defined their audience, you know, based on just, you know, thinking about it, what's my target audience, customer segment, but how can they define it in a better way using your system? So I really break down and we call it variations, testing variations of a content. So when we say we have one piece of content, we test it a hundred different ways. It doesn't mean that we're creating a hundred different versions of it. So when I talk about a variation, I define it as five key elements. Uh, the first element is the creative itself. 
Uh, sometimes we will create different versions of it. Like if it's a video, maybe we'll test different uh, headlines or, or, I mean, different meme cards uh, or different first three seconds. Or if it's an image campaign, maybe we'll test putting a quote over the image versus on top of the image. So the first part is the the actual creative. The second is the headline, which Instagram it's below in that caption, Facebook's above. And through that, we'll test different versions of those headlines to see if it moves the needle. Then the third is the, the demographics, you know, the age and the gender of the person and the audience that you're targeting. Uh, the, fourth, the fourth is the interest level and the behaviors of that person. What products or services do they buy? What, what brands do they follow? What type of music do they consume? Whatever is relevant to the audience that you're, you're looking to identify and then the fifth is the geolocation, uh, which can go all the way down to the zip code and as large as targeting the entire world. So each one of those elements are interchangeable. So you could literally uh, take one video and swap out the headline, and that makes it two variations. You could swap out whether you're uh, targeting males or females or specific age groups, and that's creating multiple variations. And then you've got you know the interest and behaviors and, and swapping and segmenting out those. And then again, the geolocation and what part of the world. So Again, interchanging each of those, your 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 ability to take that single piece of content uh, and test it multiple different ways, uh, all the way up to hundreds. In some cases, we've tested a thousand variations of a piece of content if we really needed to perform. And the reason that we test so so many variations is uh, twofold. Well, one, it gives you more chances to win. Uh, more more importantly, it gives you more chances to learn. Because uh, the more that you learn, the better that you can get at that process and feeling your content decisions going forward. Uh, this is incredible and um, really useful. And what are those data that you look at? So you create these ads on the Facebook advertising platforms using these piece of contents, and then you look at the data, you analyze the data. So what are those things that you look at and take into consideration? It depends on what your goals are. If it's generating followers, you look at what the correlative cost per follower is coming in at. If it's generating lead, what is the what is the cost per lead coming in at? If it's if it's conversions, what is that cost per conversion? What does that ROI look like? So it, it really all depends on kind of the goal that you have. Uh, in addition, we test. We don't just use the advertising platform. We test organically too, and and measure different things as well. Uh, but what we see is you know, obviously, if you're in the lead generation or the conversion-based marketing campaigns, most of your success is going to come through paid advertising and you stay within that paid ecosystem uh, because that's where scale and real growth can come from. If you're looking for more organic growth from, from a engagement, content engagement, virality, or even followers, what you really want to do is you want to take those learnings from the ad platform and then extend them out to your organic strategy and you're you're kind of using the ad platform as that initial crutch to make you a better content creator uh, because with with organic purely sometimes it's difficult when you first start out because you may not be getting reach in the algorithms uh, because your just content's just not on par with what they're looking for and that's where paid can be a, a tremendous asset and when i talk about paid it doesn't necessarily have to mean like you're spending a lot of money there is that. There's no minimum. Uh, there's no minimum benchmark that Facebook makes you pay to use their platform. You could literally go in there and spend ten dollars, 
so I, when I'm talking about this paid advertising, it doesn't mean that you have to spend tens of thousands of dollars to learn something. Sometimes we'll spend $50 or $100 and we'll, we'll learn something from that. Yeah, absolutely. So when I went through the book, I actually thought about, you know, I create uh, video clips out of the audio content that I create, uh, the interviews. So I was thinking about testing those video clips because so far I've created video clips with audio waves, but I I haven't tested those video clips. Uh, I just chose one format and, you know, um, headline and, and so forth. And I just pushed that content, but I haven't tested that. In that case, your system is a great way to test it out, right? So let's say create 10 different pieces of uh, videos and then I can test it on, on, on Facebook ad platform, right? Yeah. So one thing that I would recommend for anybody before they even start testing, though, is to do some competitive analysis. Do some research of who in your space is doing well already. Uh, because people often will ask me, well, what content should I produce? Should I produce video? Should I produce audio? Should I produce image? What should it look like? What should be the formats? And the best thing to do, and we do use this all the time, is you find reference points. Is who in your market has been successful? Look at their formats. What are their highest performing formats? What are their lowest performing firm formats? And use that to guide your initial decisions because they have probably spent years, if not longer, perfecting their their craft or, or understanding what formats work for them. And, and listen, some people are creatively intuitive and they may have just stumbled across it, but you can still learn from them. And it's one thing that most people don't do and it can cut your learning curve down dramatically. Now, does that mean just because one person does something that that it means you it automatically translates to your brand, your voice, your message? No, it doesn't. Like sometimes like you look at like a Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, like he he is he's brilliant with his content and his content strategy. However, he has a very specific personality. He has a very specific charisma. So you can only for a lot of people like myself included, I couldn't pull off the same formats as him because I have a very different personality. So it's being honest with yourself of what your strengths and your weaknesses are in that research phase. But I really highly recommend to always start with that process of finding references that you can benchmark yourself off of and you can learn from. That's a, that's a really great advice. And I definitely wanted to dive deeper into content. So talking about images, videos, and audio contents. So based on your experience and research, uh, you know, throughout the years, what have you found the best performing content? Well, most of the platforms are favoring video. So if you nail video, it can have a tremendous impact on your growth and on your brand. With that said, video is typically the hardest to tackle because there's so many different variables that go into place of making it successful. You have all this nuanced detail of like the first three seconds, you know, the meme card, the captions, and you have to hold retention and, and keep people interested versus images. It's like in that split in the split second, you can determine whether you like that image or not and engage with it. So what we typically find is usually it's easier to drive engagement with uh, you know, more uh, still visual than video, but video is where the real growth potential is. Now, what that said is, again, be honest with yourself and what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? If you don't feel comfortable on camera 
or you don't want to be on camera, that doesn't mean that you can't be successful with social media. And this is the biggest misconception is people will listen to experts or read books or read articles and the expert will say, this is the only way to do it or you have to do this to be successful. I can definitively tell you, you can be successful doing any type of format if you get really good at it. And that's why I structured my book with about 30% is my information versus including information from my top partners and friends of how they've been successful. Cause I firmly believe that you have to find what works for you, what excites you, like, what do you want to create? It's not just about what other people are telling you to do. So there's examples across the board. There's examples of people being very successful with just photography, like humans of New York. Like he built a huge audience of doing portraits and telling stories through the captions. And then for video, you have, so many examples. You have the Princiers and the Jay Shetties of the world that just kill it with video. Then you have other people that do it with audio or text. So there's an example, and this is again going back to that reference as you find the successful references in your industry. Maybe it's out of your industry, but you want to apply those learnings to it. So I, I, I just want to be careful with advising people, oh, you have to be doing video or you have to be doing image because you've got to find out what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I was I was passionate about the inspirational, informational, you know, content. So I wanted to create such contents. That's why I uh, chose the podcast, and I wanted to create, you know, videos out of that. So, but definitely, when it comes to uh, videos, you need to be able to also, you know, edit those videos or outsource editing or it's much more difficult than creating an image with a quote or something like that. And I wanted to ask you when you've built that massive following in 30 days, 1 million followers, what have you used specifically to build that? So when we did that initial exercise on Facebook, it was primarily all image and quote based. Uh, And now we've really diversified into video uh, because I built an internal creative team and we're focusing heavily on video with Instagram growth, it's primarily video. Uh, we did do some image and quote based, and it worked for a little bit. But for driving, you know, your know, crazy scale, like generating three hundred thousand followers in a single month on Instagram, we found that video was the the best format for that. Uh, but we're, we're right now we're investing heavily into video. We're testing some other image based formats, but. Uh, Right now, our core focus is video going forward. I mean, we built a whole private community around teaching people how to become really expert video creators. I, my creative director, you know, built a team that was doing about three and a half billion views a month. Uh, so we've been really diving deep into that, and you know, just helping people because I, I feel like that's the biggest area that people need help with is just getting better at content creation in general. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And besides content, I wanted to talk about the platform. So I wanted to focus on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So would you just talk to us a little bit more about those platforms, maybe algorithms? What are the most important things that we need to know about those platforms? The biggest thing you need to understand is the consumption behavior, is why are people on that platform? What do they do when they're on that platform? What is what is their state of mind? Because each platform inherently has different human behaviors based upon how the platform has grown and and how the platform is structured. So you look at 
Facebook and Instagram, for example, it's, it's much shorter form consumption behavior. You're luck, lucky if you're getting somebody to watch 30 to 45 seconds of a video versus a YouTube, it's people inherently are trained uh, for long form consumption. So you can get somebody to watch something for an hour, two hours, if it's good. I'm not just saying because it's on YouTube, it happens that way. Uh, and then the same thing with, with Facebook or Instagram, you know, some videos will get less than three seconds view. And there are instances of some, some people that can get 10 or 15 minutes, but uh, I'm just looking at the general consumption behavior. And then LinkedIn, it's, again, it's, it's a very different mindset and behavior of that you're going in from a business standpoint. You're looking for opportunities to uh, increase your career path or, or connect with people from that standpoint. So they're in a different mindset. Consumption behavior typically I would say is similar to Facebook and Instagram. Maybe you get a longer form duration and the numbers are going to be smaller, but it's far more targeted in terms of, you know, the people that you're reaching with your content. So again, be a student of human psychology, human behavior, and look at those platforms and understand the psychological principles that make them successful. Most people just look at a Facebook or an Instagram and, and LinkedIn and just say, oh, it's a social platform or it's a platform to connect people without really understanding what that means. And if you really want to be successful at this game, you've got to dive in a deeper level, a deeper layer to understand what the purpose of these platforms are and what really drives success. Absolutely. And you mentioned in the book also that, I mean, you recommend that people should focus on one platform first, which I failed on. Basically, I'm focusing on three platforms, but I actually now much more focusing on LinkedIn because of certain strategies that I use there. So, um, and you wrote about LinkedIn in the book as well. Uh, you started out with Facebook, but I heard you talking about LinkedIn as well in different podcasts that it's getting better. So what are your takeaways on, on LinkedIn? Well, the success that I've had on LinkedIn is, is less about building a following and more about strategic cold outreach to close big business development deals. I think I've closed probably over $20 million in revenue for, for clients using LinkedIn in that capacity. Uh, from a social platform perspective, it's it's still very early, uh, and you know there's there's definitely more people picking up on it and growing. Uh, but I think that there's an opportunity because there's less competition than a Facebook or Instagram. There's less people creating content, so it gives you more chances more chances to win right now. But again, I think that the larger opportunity is how you leverage it from a strategic standpoint to drive the overall revenue growth of your business and, and looking at it from that strategic landscape. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when it comes to building a massive following, when someone wants to, you know, have speaking engagements, maybe podcast guests or, you know, sponsorships, what is the best platform to, to go viral to date? So what, what do you think? How do you see it? Well, if you're talking specifically around virality and that, and that concept of virality, Facebook is typically the largest scale. Uh, it is harder then, then in Instagram, uh, YouTube, you can go viral as well. Not the numbers aren't going to be as big as a Facebook, but again, you get that longer form consumption behavior. But if you're talking about how do I just go purely viral, viral and drive, you know, massive numbers, Facebook is typically the best platform to do that. That is where you can see people generating a hundred million views on a video or fifty million in some cases, a few hundred million views because of that shareability that's built into it. 
Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. And I wanted to ask you about the, the mindset part of it. Like, what is the most important mindset people should, you know, cultivate in terms of social media? Uh, there's there's two aspects to it. One, what we talked about in the beginning is understand why you're doing what you're doing. If you have success, what does that mean for your business, for your growth, for your your family, for the lifestyle you want to live? Because that goal is going to keep you going through the hardships and through the failures and will, will keep you uh, from quitting at the end of the day. And it's something that I use all the time. Uh, secondarily is what we've all already talked about as well is adapting that mindset of I'm just going to keep testing and learning until I figure out the answer. And you don't give up until you find the right answer. If you have those two principles ingrained, you will ultimately find success. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so important. Sometimes, you know, I just get back to my why. So I put down my why's, why I'm doing what I'm doing. So it's it's really good to get back to those why's to to have this momentum or motivation sometimes so it's a it's a really good uh piece of advice and my last question is uh tell us about your available services and also where can people learn more about you and your business vision for the future so they if they're interested in the book they, it's in any major retailer it's on amazon we also have a a free book shipping and handling offer that has a little bit more add-ons that you can add to dive in deeper. And if they are interested in that, they can just go to freesocialbook.com uh, to get that. Uh, in order of contacting me, they can direct message me on Instagram at Brendan Kane or email me bkane at brendanjkane.com. Uh, and we have a few different programs. We have uh, an accelerator Q&A program where basically I advise people in a group where they can come in and pick my brain and get some guidance and, and support. And then we also, the private the private um, community that we built around content creation is called the One Million Views Club, where me and my creative director teach people on the principles of how to become you know, an expert in content creation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And these links are going to be in the show notes, so people will find it there. And so, yeah, so what is your business vision for the future? Where are you heading? I'm, I'm curious. Uh, well, we have a, another book coming out in about two months, and that's called Hook Point, How to Stand Out in a Three-Second World. And it's really about how to position yourself for success, both online and offline in the micro-attention world we live in today, because there's over 60 billion messages sent on digital platforms each day. And you need to find a way to stand out amongst the noise, whether it's going, it's not, and again, today's not just about going against your direct competition, but it's going against all the other noise. There's a recent Forbes article that said that the average person is exposed to between 4,000 and uh, 10,000 advertisements a day. Uh, so you have to find that way to really stand out in order to be successful. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, I'm sure that it's going to be a, a, an amazing book. And I really love the fact that you talked about also the psychology and human behavior part of the game in your book, One Million Followers. Uh, I think that was a great part. So thank you so much, Brandon, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. Thank you.
We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation, so please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show and don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, leave us a message, we'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, take care and be limitless my friends.